Welcome to Robot Party Week, episode 29. Tonight we are doing Chappie, which is uh, our second installment in the Neil Blomkamp movie trilogy that we've been working on. Last week we did Elysium, and next week we'll be doing District 9. So we are doing these in ascending order of how much we like them, not in the chronological order of how they came out. Chappie is the most recent film to be released, and disappointing to a lot of people. People who aren't us. (laughs) So (laughs) we are in what seems to be a uh, minority when it comes to this movie because we both really like Chappie and had some... It it was a a close tie when we were deciding which movie we liked more, District 9 or Chappie. And I think maybe just the fact that District 9 is an all-around better movie is probably what what ticked things the way it went. But I think we have a a soft spot for Chappie. Yeah, I think that's a pretty accurate statement. Do you have a recap for us, Deva? South Africa has solved crime by using police robots not programmed with three laws of robotics. A plucky engineer commandeers a robot doomed for recycling and installs an ascension program on him. But then DeAntwoord kidnaps the robot and raises him as a gangster and uses him to steal and really violate the three laws of robotics. He's violating them left and right. Sort of. <laughs> um, yeah, he hurts humans, so yeah. that's... Well, so I guess at the, the incept, so it's in the not too distant future and uh south africa is addressing its crime problem by having these robot police officers that can't be corrupted so they're programmed to do police work which in south africa in this setting seems to like include like shooting people and stuff so these are these are sort of three laws flexible robots (laughs) (laughs) they're using alternative three laws Chappie is just another one of these robot police guys until he gets a RPG to the chest. And Scout 22, which is who he is, gets knocked out again. I guess we hear he's like a, he has bad luck. And they like talk about he's like a bullet magnet. But when the uh, RPG hits him, it fuses his battery to his chassis. So uh, he's going to be scrapped. Dev Patel, who works at this company... has been working on his own artificial intelligence program. And I guess these scouts use like a form of artificial intelligence, but what Dev Patel really wants is some artificial intelligence that can uh, write a poem or appreciate a painting. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of stupid, I guess. I don't know. Why do you want to make robots conscious? I mean, I understand for uh, scientific discovery, maybe, but I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe like the ends justify the means. I mean, and can't... he was sort of like grasping at straws on like why why be conscious at all? Like, uh, I don't know. You could write poetry. And then the the consciousness that he kind of de- he de- develops like a program that can map your consciousness and translate it to like a program, which seems a little. I I, I just don't think that you can capture the complexities of the human mind at this point on a program like they do in this movie it just seems like it's a simulacrum no i agree with you but anyway i mean anyway so he wants to do something that's a little different than what the scouts do which is just sort of follow orders and sort of do police work to some degree he wants to have a a free thinking robot and he's been tinkering because he has like a little robot assistant that looks kind of like a piece of junk (laughs) gets him red bulls and uh he like doesn't sleep Stays up all night working on his AI program. And uh, the 
other protagonists in this movie are Ninja and Yolandi of Dion Word, which, full disclosure, is a band that we like also. <laughs> so this may be what could be the tipping point for people who do and don't like this movie, because what this movie winds up being is like a long-form Dion Word video. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I didn't know who Dion Word was when we saw this movie, so I didn't know... Oh, that they were that's right. I just thought they were like really garish colorful characters and I, I thought it added like a nice bright contrast to the the grime of the South African landscape that, that it was set in. So it was like really just bright, fun, happy colors and like goofy pictures and it was just a nice visual, beautiful visual contrast. Lots of spray painted fluorescent dick shapes. Yeah, I mean, I didn't notice the dick shapes at first, so, I mean, that probably helped. If I had noticed those right away, I might have been like, ugh. So they are themselves in the movie, but I guess in the future, like, they're not rapping anymore. They're, they've turned to crime. I guess they're, they're washed up. They're trying to have this big heist, and uh, they know the police robots are going to be in the way. So they're thinking uh, maybe there's a way to turn off the police robots, like you can control them with a remote, which, uh, you know, seems relatively relatively reasonable, but it does also seem stupid. But it's also like definitely the kind of thing that has been existent in sci-fi movies. Well, you know, and they're thinking creatively there, you know. Yeah. Like if only we could take out the droid control ship, all the droids would just stop working. Yeah. It'll turn into junk. Hive mind. Yeah, so they think maybe they can get a remote to, like, you know, foil these RoboCops, and uh, I I guess, like, the regular police are, like, pushovers as far as they're concerned, so they're not worried about them. They try to figure out who might know about the robots, and they find out that Dev Patel might know about the robots. So uh, they kidnap him from this arms manufacturer that's just kind of like a warehouse with, like... Hardly any security. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so they kidnap him. And what Dev has done in the meantime is he has stolen this, uh, the chunks of Scout 22 that was going to be scrapped because he wants to install his uh, artificial intelligence on here. Sigourney Weaver plays the uh, CEO of this weapons company that makes the Scouts. They don't do a lot with her. She seems a little wasted, uh, but her presence is where, you know, she's Sigourney Weaver. But she, you know, kind of brushes him off. She's like, doesn't want to help him with this AI project because, you know, they build weapons platforms. Well, yeah, and she's Not, trying to make money doing that. Yeah, she's like she's got money. this sort of creative. What kind of money would you make with a robot that can paint and think, make poems? Yeah. I feel like that would really take away every single human job that isn't already taken away by robots like no more um justin bieber now we have justin bieber bot no more just, just right yeah, that was justin the first bieber. thing that popped my head like, no more neil blancomp neil blancomp neil blancomp bot write the next movie pick an easier name uh yeah, I, so I don't know. It's it's like a personal mission. He's like, oh, who could come up with AI? Because like whoever f- comes up with like the first true AI is gonna be, you know, they're gonna get like the Nobel Prize. They're gonna they're gonna be made. And then what do you do with it? You just kind of have like a new life form. So that's so easy. Wants to make a new life form. That's pretty. He's playing God. But he doesn't seem to have a whole lot else to do. 
Uh, he's not sleeping. He's drinking a lot of Red Bull. Maybe he that's how we clearly got lives formed. alone. Yeah. <laughs> Very. What if God was just bored? Just like a weird bored alien. Could be. So they they kidnap him, and he's got all these pieces of the robot, and they're like, "Hey, build the robot. He's gonna be a gangster, son." Turn on the robot. And the robot's like a skittish idiot because he's like a little baby. It, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of like brandishing of firearms and you know pastel firearms, pastel firearms. <laughs> uh, a, a couple instances of the cardinal foley sin of the the cocking hammer sound whenever anybody points a gun at somebody else, even though like like the gun didn't move or anything. <laughs> So, you know, Chappie's got to learn things. He's a bit, he's, he's uh, learning fast, but it's like a little kid. They kind of chase Dev Patel off, and he's like, I got to come back and teach him how to be a robot. <laughs> and, and they're like, you know, he's going to help us with this heist, which seems like even more flimsy than when they had no idea what they were going to do and were just thinking about like a remote. Because this robot is clearly not helping with a heist <laughs> at this stage. Well, then, I would be very skeptical if I were Deant Ward in this. I would be like, so I really don't think this is going to work out. I don't even, th- I don't even know if I'd pursue it. I'd be like, this robot is like, is like a five-year-old. I think Ninja, you know, does a good job training him to be a, a gangster. Uh, he help plays him. like a grade-A jerk. I mean, he really like manipulates him into yeah because he Chappie is trying to be like Dion is the character of. Patel plays, telling him to be, you know, good and not to hurt people. Chappie's trying to do that while also trying to please Ninja, who he kind of sees as his father. So he's trying to keep both of them happy. Ninja finds some creative ways to force him to do what he wants. To comedic effect. So he's like, so they're stealing cars to get money. He tells them that these people have taken his cars. And he's like, we have to go get Daddy's cars back. And it's really funny. Chappie smashes one of the cars. He's like, you don't steal daddy's car. And then uh, he's getting them and he's saying things like fuck mother instead of motherfucker, which is very funny. Look out, fuck mother. It's funny. Oh, I just thought that was just something people said. I just think he got it wrong for like reasons that (laughs) are unapparent, but kind of funny. There's like a lot of walking like the serious and like not so serious line in this in this movie, and I think it's done pretty well. But I, it does take out some of the drama that could be there. But the tone like doesn't take itself too seriously, and I think this is kind of like fun, like makes it kind of fun because it does go dark at a few spots. And I, I don't know if that was the whole thing. It might be too depressing, but maybe more people would uh, maybe more people would have liked that, like the. The sort of goofy parts might have been too goofy. I think people probably would have liked it better if it was like all the serious tone. You know, like there's one scene where Ninja drops Chappie off with a bunch of neighborhood kids that are afraid of him because he's a robot. And then they see he's stupid, like he's a stupid yeah, police like, this robot. Cop's broken. And they like torture him and they're like throw fire on him. And it's really sad because I mean, Chappie's sad. like a little kid. It's like a nice, seems like, friendly robot. And then he gets captured by the company that he was from and they like saw his arm off for some reason yeah that and then was he like escapes bizarre. well that was because the antagonist played by hugh jackman yeah um was trying to get a hold of him at this yeah point so because he was trying to figure out where the 
Some like computer chip. It's the guard key. The guard key. Which is this little uh, USB dongle that allows you to like install new software on to the uh, guard robots. So this was, he had been in competition with Dev Patel, I guess, because Dev is like uh, the successful one. And he's got this, Hugh Jackman's got this program in, in mind that's basically this huge like walking tank. Nobody wants the big walking tank. And his his thing with this big walking tank is it's controlled by a human operator remotely. But it's so impractical and it's like a military yeah, It's like a walking tank. It's like an at-at, but like smaller. Yeah, but for reasons that make sense to no one, he like he's trying to sell it to like the South African police and they're like laughing at him. I mean, I could see talking about like having like surface to air missiles. (laughs) I guess things are really bad there, but maybe have one for like riot control or something. I don't know. Make it a little smaller. Yeah. Like it's just like this huge machine, you know, it's just too big. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's over the top and his, his character is, is kind of bizarre, but as one of uh, our friends commented, uh, they managed to make Hugh Jackman unattractive because he's got like the best hockey hair going on. Yeah, he was he was looking a little uh, rough. My <laughs> biggest complaint with the movie was like Hugh Jackman's character Vincent was just so like he wanted them to use that the big war machine so badly that he like hijacked all the other robots, the police robots, and like turned them off. Yeah, and like tons of people got killed. Yeah, well, that's why he wanted to get the guard key so he could shut them yeah. all down, and everyone would see how, how great his terrible the scouts was. are and how great. Yeah, it was like corporate espionage because he has like moral objections to uh, you know an artificially intelligent machine. Uh, he you know he feels like it's just a tool and a, a person needs to be in charge. I thought that was just really uh, a little unbelievable that someone would be so destructive to make a point. Like that, especially someone who's supposedly in the business of protecting people. It's yeah, that did seem over the top. Like there would have been other ways to do it that would have been well. And I was, I was thinking about Jurassic Park actually because I thought Jurassic Park did a great job of having a huge like a disaster happen, but it wasn't caused by someone just being a megalomaniac. Like the whole Jurassic Park, you know, having the dinosaurs escape and kill people, got set in motion from. Dennis Nedry trying to steal. Yeah, it was like an inadvertent system. He, failure it was going to like, turn back on, but since he got killed on his way to the docks, like it just spiraled out of control, and that's what caused it. It wasn't him just being like, "Well, I'm going to prove that dinosaurs are evil, so I'm going to open them up and let them all come out and eat people." Yeah, you know, like so. I wish they had thought a little bit more and found some kind of situation like that to make that storyline go in effect. Like that that whole character and his motivations were a little over the top and then his mechanism by which he threw things into chaos was also like it was some more like kind of thin writing not to the degree of Elysium but like it yeah, was I just Yeah, I guess that is true. Like that's just the same problems we had with Elysium or similar in yeah, this one. It's just it's that just, the There was a major event that it just didn't make a whole lot of sense. And I think just having Dantward in it and they're just so like crazy and like fun to look at, it just made it, <laughs> you're like, I don't really care as much because it's just uh, so visually. Well, I, I didn't care much about his character and nobody really does. Like he's sort of a, he's your bad guy, like antagonist that, you know, 
whatever. So he pushes a few buttons, you know, and he's, and that's like good enough. But ultimately you don't need him until the third act anyway. Mm -hmm. Like he's kind of like, they're setting up his story and it's not like they just dropped him in, but he's not terribly important until the, the end of the movie basically. So he's, he chops up Chappie to get the guard key and then Chappie sort of escapes and winds up back with Deont Word and they kind of fix him up. And now his battery's like really getting low. He confronts Dev Patel about about his condition. He's like, why would you create me? Why would you create me if you knew I was going to turn off? And I guess like when you turn, like you can't just take his hard drive out and stick it in another robot. Something about like turning it off would like mess up the, the special AI program or whatever, which also seems sort of like, I mean, I guess he did it under duress. Like, I guess if you were really trying to do this incredible thing, wouldn't you, uh, wouldn't you maybe like fix the power system first somehow? Like you wouldn't, would you want like your first AI experiment if it was successful to like shut off after five days? Well, I think you were like hoping to he, maybe like you could get another one in that amount of time to like do it again. Like, you know, he proof didn't, of concept. He, he didn't think that Chappie was going to get kidnapped instantly, like right after he did this. And he had to just find whatever robot he could get that yeah. was not going to be tracked because yeah. Chappie was going to be scrapped. So no one would notice that he was missing. I get it. But I, it's like, did he really think through like through to the end of the week when he had... <laughs> When he had, you know, achieved an artificially intelligent organism you... and you're like, oh, yeah, but uh, he only lived for five days. So it happens when you stay up all night drinking Red Bull. You don't <laughs> think things through. And did it have to be? Well, you know, obviously the movie doesn't really happen at all if he doesn't put it on a broken scalp. But like, you know, he had that little like sort of Roomba canister friend <laughs> that was getting him Red Bulls. Couldn't he kind of cobble something together? Like, why does it even have to be like an ambulatory robot? Like, couldn't it just be, it could just be like a box that sits there. Oh, like that's artif- a great. If it's artificially intelligent and it has a interface, like you stick it on, on Alexa on it and plug in your like artificial intelligence box. Like, there you go. Like, just you can carry it around. <laughs> I'm sure any new form of intelligence would love to be just like sitting <laughs> On your table in your house all day. <laughs> what is my purpose? You just like doom to like. Sit. You pass butter. <laughs> That's true, but I mean, you know. I don't know. Maybe that little his little Roomba bot wasn't didn't have the like processing power or so something. Yeah, so maybe the computer his, inside like, of the RAM scouts wasn't was big enough or something. It's possible the scout computer is maybe like the only thing that could practically handle it. Like maybe he didn't really have the resources to buy and build a computer system that could like properly house this program, I guess that he's writing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Interesting enough. Yeah. So Chappie decides he's going to, you know, he's going to do some rebelling. Well, and the ninja also tells him that, you know, humans, if you stab them with a knife, it's not hurting them. It feels (laughs) nice. And they go to sleep. They Just go to sleep. So he's like, oh, okay. And he is like helping him on the heist and oh, like yeah. putting humans to sleep. And then he kind of realizes that with one human who he like put a, what are those called? The those stars? Throwing ninja stars. Ninja stars. Like it got in the guy's leg, the police officer. And police officer's like begging with him to not hurt him. 
And Chappie kind of looks at him and he's like, I don't think that feels nice. <laughs> it looks like it hurts. So he kind of realizes that Ninja had lied to him and he yeah. gets very upset. Oh, yeah. That uh, led to him and Ninja getting in the fight that precipitated him to uh, run off. And when he was captured by uh, the bad dude, our bad hockey hair guy friend that cut his arm off. But uh, so basically where where they wind up is they're back at, you know, they're at the hideout. All of the scouts have been shut off. The antagonist to Deontward that was introduced in the beginning, uh, Rhino or whatever. What's his name? Hippo, I think. Huh? Hippo? Hippo. Hippo. Rhino. You know, Rhino. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Hippo uh, Hippo's the guy that they got to get this money to. That they're, This is why they're trying to do the heist and get the money. So Hippo is on a rampage. These, uh, he, he's coming for his money. And the hockey hair is, uh, he wants to go take out Dev Patel, basically. And they all show up in the same spot. This is a this is actually like kind of a a fun climax. Like all of the conflicts are together are coming to a head like at an intersection, which is kind of fun. Like all of these fights are happening at the same time in the same place. Very efficient. Yeah. Oh, definitely very very efficient uh, movie climax here. There's there's lots of shooting and yelling and. The, the the moose that hockey hair the big robot that he built is he's using it to like gruesomely like murder people because he's a, a good christian <laughs> it's like totally an archetype too like the the like kill them all let god sort them out kind of church guy is like wearing like his tactical pants and talks about like shooting people and stuff yeah, he's a real dick. Yeah, he's, so so he's uh he's murdering all these people because they're they're criminals and scum. Hippo and and uh, Ninja get in a fight, and you think maybe Ninja's had it, and then he he, he gets to kill Hippo with a shovel. It's kind of <laughs> undertone in the background, very tastefully handled. <laughs> uh, Dev Patel gets shot in the abdomen. The worst and the only uh, second to the fleshy part of the shoulder as far as movie bodily injuries go. Although in this oh, one... Well, that's uh, a mortal wound he gets. Uh, yeah, he's he's bleeding out. You'd think he, they could take him to a hospital, though. Well, so what's happening now is they're throwing him in the truck. They're, they're going to... I don't know what they're like. We got to go back to the office with Chappie. And Ninja's like, I'll hold off the giant robot and... Yolandi's like, uh-uh. And Yolandi gets out and is shooting at it. And she gets shot and killed. Yeah. And but Ninja. Not, but not without messing up that moose first. Yeah, she like smokes it. Oh, yeah. And smokes then, it hard. Yeah, it, it's, it's disabled. And they zip off to the office. Oh, because they want to get a new body for Chappie, I think, at this point. Yeah, and it's- Chappie's been... Chappie's figured out a way using a stack of PlayStation 4s to... Uh, download, download consciousness. Download consciousness, yeah. So he downloaded his consciousness. Yeah, and in this firefight, the helmet uh, that he had to do it with gets shot and messed up. So the other helmet for the neural interface is at the security place because they're using the same neural interface to operate that big moose robot that just got blowed up. So there they are, and Dev's kind of bleeding out, and Chappie's like, oh, great, I put your 
consciousness in a robot. And then, and then he does he does that. <laughs> it's like sticks him in a robot. And he's like, yeah, I probably could have just gotten some abdominal surgery. A little bit of blood, you know? I don't know. I think I'd probably want to get downloaded into a robot body. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, he's a robot now. So there's that. And then uh, Chappie, Chappie goes for it. And he gets in a new body. Yeah, and then they run off into the darkness. Togethers. And then they go reconvene with Ninja for Yolandi's funeral but back at the ranch. Little did we know that she had downloaded her consciousness. Yeah, when Chappie was experimenting with it. So they get her put into a robot, a beautiful Yolandi robot. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> Apparently, that was not originally... They didn't do that originally. Like, that was an addition that was recommended by... Outward because that was uh, that robot that's at the end was like based on some fan art that someone had sent. Them oh, I loved I loved the ending of having Yolandi, Yolandi be a robot. a robot. Yeah, and they show like this this like factory like factory robots like building a robot, and then you see it's Yolandi, and they're playing their number one hit, their first hit, I guess. <laughs> Enter and the she, ninja. Like, opens her eyes, and she's like this white robot. It's yeah, very, she got like this like pearly like, human white looking face kind of very was very satisfying ending yeah yeah and apparently that wasn't she just died in the uh, script but they had recommend that was like a, a recommendation by the band apparently nice good job good recommendation yeah. d'antward who are in i guess like pals with neil blomkamp because there's some other you know successful creatives from south africa so that's kind of neat i liked it it seems like every now and then we meet someone else who really likes this movie <laughs> and there are there don't seem to be any uh any neutral feelings. You either like watch this and you're like this sucks <laughs> or you're like this is so crazy. I can't believe there's someone else who likes Chappie. Yeah, we tried to get all of our friends to watch it and some of them were just like what are you making us watch? Well, I think what happened when it was like in trailers and even when it was out, I remember people saying like, "Oh, it's it's like short circuit it's like short circuit with gangsters and uh none of those people had when when asked none of those people had actually seen the movie they were just parroting a very like poor encapsulation because first of all it's not really anything like there's aside from the fact there's a robot that gets messed up and is working differently than it was designed it's not short circuit and I, I think it's also fair to say that that, it, that is also a sci-fi trope, a robot designed for like some sort of like button pushing type of purpose who by an accident or on purpose becomes like more intelligent. Like that's that's been done. And if we want to talk about like another movie that didn't hold up, we could talk about Short Circuit. I've never seen <laughs> but, Short Circuit. <laughs> There is a guy there. Oh, I can't remember his name. He was a pretty prevalent, like '80s character actor. He is playing an Indian gentleman. Uh, the guy, the actor, is uh, a Caucasian guy, and he's wearing like I do remember brown pancake and doing like a like an Apu. Because yeah, there's no the Indian Quickie actors Mart out there. Indian accent. Yeah, I forget how ridiculous that movie really was. Like the robot was cool, which I think is what everybody focused on. But at any rate, yeah, I think so. I think some folks were maybe dismissive of it when it came out because they're like, oh, it's like a dumb, you know, it's a knockoff of Short Circuit, which I, you know, I guess these people still like Short Circuit. Well, it, and it's like it's uh, a movie, like all movies. 
There's a lot of movies you know, that are recycled tropes. Yeah. And sci- like science fiction has like a finite number of like main themes. What is it to be human? Like, what is the potential what of What is humans? consciousness? What is the uh, yeah. consequences of creating artificial intelligence? Yeah, so, I mean, I think you could... What you are could... the consequences of creating AI when you have gangsters running around trying like to nobody steal Nobody was AI. like, oh, this is just like HAL 9000. <laughs> I said that, actually. Yeah, you're like, this movie reminds me a lot of 2000 in a space, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> If they just with if you put some Deontward songs on the soundtrack, uh, it's basically the same. Movie. Yeah, yeah. So we we had a good time with it. We did. We made uh, costumes from it and wore them to DragonCon in uh, 2015. See, mostly nobody really seemed to care, <laughs> except for the woman dressed up like uh, Charlotte Copley from District Nine, complete with like penciled in like stubble on oh, her face. Oh, it was face. awesome. She looked good. And she just saw us she and just started super rapping like all the D'Antward songs and like chastised us for not knowing all the words <laughs> to sing she along with her. Chastised us so much. I had a I had a Bluetooth speaker in my one of my pockets like that was playing some of their songs and she's like could you like rap along to this? And she's like, starts going. And I was like, I can't go that fast. <laughs> said, I'm not that good. Well, I think maybe she was hoping since we were, we were Ninja and Yolandi to, uh, that we could like rap it. I mean, that probably would have been cool to watch for someone else, but not cool for me to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So she was one of like three people who liked it a lot. So it was fun. I'd like, I, I got to wear a kitty t-shirt. So that was cool. And I got to walk around in a in a South African Defense Force ammunition carrier vest and uh, boxer shorts, which breezy but hotter than you might think. Yeah, I'm all about the comfy costuming, and that was a pretty comfortable costume. A lot of pockets. Not for me. Well, for me, it was nothing but pockets. I had on shorty shorts <laughs> and a cat t-shirt. I mean, I guess all the pockets were on like the uh, ammunition carrier. Yeah, it's still po- women in pockets. Yeah, Someone needs to fix that. It's a tough. Tough thing. Probably put like a little fanny pack on your bullet belt. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that was a good time. And uh, again, like the people that cared, like really cared. So I, I think that that supports my my theory that you either really like this movie in spite of its, you know, in spite of its numerous flaws in, in probably everything from like scripting to, you know, acting. But I don't know. It's like a fun movie. Like I don't does Not every... They're exploring some, you know, kind of heavy concepts, but they're doing it in like a more fun way. And that's like hard to do. And I think maybe that's what this had. This had like a hard time kind of moving between those things, because as you're having all this fun, it's like, oh, yeah, in the background, you're you've got to remember, like, like there's some heavy consequences to everything that's going on. And, you know, what what they're really getting at is some pretty you know, philosophically contemplatable sort of things, but, you know. Well, it was just so, uh, the movie was just so different, The having, like, a real band in it, and they're not really, like, they're playing that, themselves, but I think that not. confused some people So it was also. just really, uh, like, the it just had, like, some interesting pacing and, like, changes it was v- It was frenetic. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. It made it super fun. Yeah, Great. so I, I guess at the, at the end of it, you know, obviously... We if you really... think about it too much, you start, like there starts to be some, yeah. If like, you want to get really analytical about it, cracks in the the shiny shell, but 
But you know, just isn't... don't think about it. Just watch it. <laughs> <laughs> this is not an overly cerebral yeah. piece of science fiction. Like, this is very pulpy. You know, it, it's dealing with these sort of heavier themes, but it's not doing it in in a, a terribly thoughtful way, you know? There's plenty of movies that do that very well. This is just fun. And I, I, I think spiritually it's closer to, like, the District 9 tone that people liked a lot, this, like, sort of gritty and kind of, like, otherworldly-ish thing that also, you know, dealt with real issues so there it is so we're we are in we are in the minority i think it's got a very it's like something like 20 percent on rotten tomatoes when i looked a while back it's up to 31 now oh is it i see it's gotten better then yeah people are like okay maybe this is uh it's destined to become a cult classic (laughs) this was this is good cult classic fodder actually like this could be a uh you could do midnight shows of this with audience participation in like 20 years because it's good enough that you can watch all of it, but it's got enough weird quirks that you could kind of have some fun with it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'll look forward to that in 20 years. <laughs> yeah, all classic. I'll just dust off the costumes and... Squeeze into my shorts. Give, give ourselves weird haircuts and... <laughs> I fully expect myself to be one of those super fit like 50-year-olds. You know, that like mm-hmm. runs and shit and like lifts weights and just super tone. Huh. I'm, Could yeah, happen. I'm basically there now. Yeah, it's kind of where you're living anyway. Yeah, so. I, you're, we're, you're actually running right now. Yeah, it's, I'm jogging in place. It's amazing how even toned your breathing is for someone who's actually running, running down minutes. the street right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually Bluetoothing into this. Oh, God, somehow. please don't. You know, that's a, there, there's something that, had me fit to be tied earlier this week. So as someone, you know, who records a a podcast with, eh, you know, a small yet loyal listenership, I feel like you try to record something that sounds decent and put it out there. What blows my mind, I'm like listening to, you know, I I listen to a bunch of podcasts as, because I think that's basically who listens to podcasts is mostly other people who who make podcasts so we're all just listening to each other's podcasts why there are people who have like a very widely listened to show and like they're clearly using lots of people use skype we have the convenience that we live together so like we don't have to skype over but like if you're gonna do that like get a decent microphone there's people who must be recording on like a webcam mic or like their phone or something. So it just blows me away when I listen to some of these shows and you can hear like the compression. You can hear that like they're five feet away from the microphone. Does it really grind your gears? It grinds my gears, obviously. <laughs> yeah, that is, it is frustrating. I mean, it's it's one thing if it's like the first couple podcasts you do and then it's like did you even listen to it like did you hear what it sounds like well i think that we did that like our first yeah, i forget exactly. how many it was like eight or ten i don't know we we just recorded on a you know on the camera mic and uh you could hear it and it was fine but we're like five people are gonna listen to this and i guess some of them have like random guests and that's you, you kind of get what you get when you get like the guest who has to call in on their phone or or something like that but boy howdy yeah, no, I hear you. Anyway, sorry, that just uh, it popped into my mind. I had to get it off your chest. Get it off my chest. Listen to our our like zero budget podcast. Hey, that's what Sounds. podcasts are for: getting stuff off your chest. You know, like like about my how much about you Chappie. really love Chappie. Get that out of my 
<laughs> I like, can't say that enough, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, now instead of saying it, I'll just play this for people. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, you want to know what I thought of Chappie? Would you like to listen to our 30 minute plus podcast? You know, that's interesting because no one's ever said, David, what did you think about Chappie? I just <laughs> always offer it up to them. I'm like, nice to meet you, Queen Elizabeth. Would you like to know what I thought about Chappie? No? Well, let me tell you anyways. <laughs> Pour yourself a cup of tea. It's going to be a while. Do you have a moment to hear about a movie <laughs> that I really enjoy called Chappie? Yeah. They're like, well, I uh, I, I probably wouldn't ask, but I definitely wasn't going to ask because you're wearing a Chappie t-shirt and uh, your Chappie face tattoo kind of <laughs> makes me think you're a big fan. Do not actually have any Chappie face tattoos. Yet. You never know could hand poke a couple chappy tattoos on our faces that would be stupid that would be probably probably stupid like would you just write chappy i think i'd i'd maybe get a really intricate tattoo of chappy on my face but it'd be like chappy's face on my face you could get one like underneath your beard so like you could just grow over <laughs> it when you didn't do people do that probably if you get a tattoo like where people hair grows kind of put tattoos anywhere does the hair stop growing no grows grows back does it grow in the colors of the tattoo would be cool no, that would be kind of interesting if it did it'd be really cool but yeah i think you'd see a lot more people with head tattoos if that were the case they could like get permanent uh hair colors i would do that yeah it's like blue bunch of like blue icy blue streaks all over your head the drawback being that you'd have to shave your head to get the tattoo yeah and then for a while you'd just have like head tattoos that like didn't look like anything well, I could just like shave like one inch like of hair and then have the other hair covering it up so oh, no one would see. Wow. You really put a lot of thought into this <laughs> oh, in the yeah. few, past few seconds. <laughs> it's like a super fast computer up here in the brain. Whoa. It's like you could write poetry or, or paint a, a picture a, of a truck. Appreciate art. <laughs> Someday I'll appreciate <laughs> art. <laughs> You could write a poem about appreciating art. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note. Uh, I, yeah, I, I probably should go write some poems. <laughs> yeah, I have to go appreciate some art. I haven't written a poem since the 90s, I don't think. Don't you dislike poetry? I don't really like poetry. I only like poetry when it's put to music, like a song. Yeah, <laughs> like a like a badass Zeph rap. Yeah, like that. Nice. Robot gangsta number one, son. I mean, if someone would like turn... Sylvia Plath, is she a poet? I think so. Into like songs, I might be like, I love Sylvia Plath, but I just can't, I just can't read a poem very easily. It's too hard for me to pay attention. Listen to music really good. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Pretty adept at listening to music. Yeah. Nice. All right. See you next time.